My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Circle history, and I want you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the listeners, to decide who ends up on our ultimate Mount Rushmore at the end of the episode. Today's episode is the Mount Rushmore of Hardcore Wrestlers. Joining me for this episode is the often imitated but never duplicated Brian. Hello, my friend, we meet again. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> I also have my literal bro, Hunter, here. Yep. And also here, reading the lists, is the lovely and talented Sarah. What's up? So, wow, we have a... Oh, and of course, Pat. Pat, our superstar. Say our hello. number one hit fan is still here. Say hello. Let uh, the people hear your voice, Pat. They, the people want to hear it. <laughs> Alright, well, pat the mute. <laughs> For those of you following along at home, he waved. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Who's, uh, let's see what t shirts we got on today. What do you got on today, Brian? I have this spiffy Nordica sweatshirt on. <laughs> oh, really? It's got two guys wrestling on it? Yeah, it's on the boat. Sweet. On the sailboat. It's a boat. Well, actually, the grappling. You know, we are talking about hardcore wrestling. FMW did have that match where they had the ring floating. In the middle of a yeah. body of water. Two guys giving... We'll, we'll get to that. Both of these guys giving themselves reach arounds and, you know... Well, even better, it was uh, it was a six-man tag. Oh, they, there you go. Yeah, and they had to get to the ring in boats. Oh. Yeah. Sounds well, ridiculous. Well, you know, it's it's the joys of professional wrestling. That's Hun- not professional wrestling. No, mm-hmm. no. Hunter, what shirt are you wearing today? It's not a wrestling shirt. It's a Nirvana shirt. It's got all their albums in it. Looks like cassettes, like the spines of cassette all right. uh, tapes. So I'm the only one that wore a wrestling shirt today. In my defense, I looked for, I either dreamt of it, yeah. or I actually got it. It was an Orange Cassidy shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah's got one of those. Um, and I looked for it in my laundry. Just couldn't find it. So yeah. I'm starting to maybe think that I made it up in my head. Oh, alright. Well, I didn't make up in my head the shirt that I'm wearing today. It is a, um, 
It's from Target. It is a WrestleMania 5 shirt. It's got the Macho Man on it. It's got little circle pictures of the Warrior and Greg Valentine, Honky Tonk Man, Ted DiBiase, Rick Rude, and Bret Hitman Hart. Yay! <laughs> Everyone loves the Hitman. Oh boy, really? <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that from you. So, with all that said... That's not, even a, it's not a hardcore wrestling show, though. I'm a little disappointed because, you know, well, you know there was no hardcore match in WrestleMania 5 at all. You're right. You're right. There wasn't. I probably should have worn an ECW shirt, but, you know, rush, rush, rush. I forgot to put on another wrestling shirt. I woke up this morning and put on this shirt, and I'm still wearing it. So. That's usually how shirts work. Yeah. I mean, unless you get sweaty and you got to change them or something like that. I mean, I guess, but, like, Maybe if you're, like, wrestling in a shirt, ah. you get sweaty enough that you need to change your shirt. Then it would really be your wrestling shirt. Yeah. All right, so with all that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of Hardcore Wrestlers. As always, first up is Pat R. the Superstar, Terry Funk, Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman. Well, we can't have a list of Hardcore Wrestlers... Without the hardcore legend himself. What do you think, Brian? The Sandman, Pat? The Sandman. Hack. Pat, hack. I mean, yeah, alright, he came on with a kendo stick and... But, but, like... Ever. Like, we're not just talking about the best hardcore wrestlers in ECW. We're talking, like, ever. You missed the mark on this one, bud. Cigarette smoking, beer drinking, cane swinging, son of a gun. I just had a cigarette about two minutes ago. Does that make me hardcore? Do you have a cane? Do you have a Singapore cane? I have, no, I have a walking cane. Oh, okay. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll start backwards with uh, talking about these these picks here. So the Sandman, Brian, you're not a, you're not a fan of the Sandman? No, uh, no. 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 It's it. Could have put Sabu on the list, which would have been. I know you said you you want to put Sabu there, but he deserves it more than Sandman, in my opinion. Tommy Dreamer, still. I mean, you could have put Mister Pogo on there rather than Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be disappointed, but nobody voted for Mister Pogo yet. Yeah. Well, no, I'm telling you, nobody voted for Mister. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, but Tommy, I think Tommy Dreamer's a good pick because think about all the crazy bumps he took in ECW. I mean, choke slam off the balcony through four tables. Mm-hmm. And... So does that make Vic Grimes? Does that mean he should be on the list? No. Look at the bump Vic Grimes took. That's true. That is true. All right. Um, well, you know, Mick Foley's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be there. Yeah, so does Terry Funk. And like, I think those are the top two that'll be there at yeah. the end, obviously. Yeah, those are the two who are going to be, like, number one and two. Would you say that Terry Funk is the great-grandfather of hardcore and maybe Mick Foley is the godfather of hardcore? Yeah, I, I guess. Maybe but... of maybe of the deathmatch. Of the deathmatch. Of hardcore wrestling as a whole. Let's talk about it. What is hardcore wrestling? Go ahead, Hunter. Take this uh, one. Uh, it's wrestling and with hardcore. Obviously. Oh. It's blood guts. It's tough as nails. They bleed. Blood and guts. Oh. Rough and rugged. They hit each other with things. 
But does it have to be that? Does it have to be hitting each other with weapons, or could it just be... Well, at that point, the first wrestler ever is the hardcore granddaddy. But if he's wrestling just a straight-up wrestling match... Well, what kind of wrestling moves... With How are you going to have a hardcore match with no weapons? Uh, well... It's props. It doesn't necessarily have to be weapons. It can be barbed wire. Yeah, props. To, to, to ropes. Sure. It could be, you know what I mean? Like, um, just chairs. Well, actually, obviously chairs are a weapon, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's blood. You obviously have to have the blood in there. Yep. Um, you have to take the sick bumps, the uh, thumbtacks. Just above and beyond like of what a normal wrestling match would be. Right. Of what the human body can take. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, looking back on, say, not necessarily history of hardcore wrestling, but say, like, hardcore wrestlers, like, in the 40s and 50s, you had Wild Bull, uh, yeah, Wild Bill Curry, and he would, um... Ah, yes, Wild Bill Cody. No, no, not Wild Bill Cody, I had him as a substitute teacher one time. <laughs> no, but this is Wild Bill Curry, and he had these, these big bushy eyebrows, and he was super hairy, but... He would, uh, he used chairs. He was one of the first ones to use chairs, and he'd come to the ring with, like, a chair around his neck, and he would just be, like, rabid. Brutal! The hell's wrong with hairy people? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him, but that was one Well, of, you brought it up. I mean, one of he's... the things that, one of his characteristics was he was just overly hairy. That's like, not... like, like George Animal Steel. Alright, but that's not like a, that's a physical attribute. It's not yeah. an attribute to... Wrestling. I'm not saying you have a problem he's with hairy people here because he was hairy. But do you have a problem with hairy people? I'll take no. my shirt off right now. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a sweater on the hair. Uh, is it? Then you must be mighty warm. I am. Okay. I keep must myself. be mighty hardcore. My, oh, my friend Brian, he's hardcore. We might as well just talk about that now. We just brought up Mick Foley. Uh, he's going to come up on here as Cactus Jack too, which is going to count as the same vote. But uh, Mick Foley, series of promos when he he stopped being hardcore for a little while to to get the fans angry because he was a heel. And uh, he didn't want the fans to encourage Tommy Dreamer to be hardcore because he was just killing himself up there. But then Cactus Jack was like, wait a minute, I'm the inventor of hardcore, so he says. So everything he did, you know. Oh, I lost an ear in Germany, I'm hardcore. Or, oh, look, I want to floss my teeth with this microphone cord. Because my teeth aren't really there, because I'm hardcore. It's a great gimmick. Who was the uh, the inventor of hardcore, though? Me. Hunter. You're too young. Well, uh, we were just talking about um, Wild Bill Curry there, but uh, Dory Funk Sr. with the Texas Deathmatch. He was pretty much the inventor of the Texas Deathmatch. He was the one, the next person to really uh, use the chairs, use the weapons... When did he invent the Texas Deathmatch? Texas Deathmatch, I believe, was in the 50s. Nice. 50s and 60s. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, Memphis is known for a lot of the hardcore stuff. Um, they had the famous concession stand brawl in the early 80s. Um, it kind of threw me for a loop, though, because they mentioned they have to be rugged. They do. They're so going to be tough, right? I automatically thought Rugged Ronnie Garvin rugged Rug- invented the... <laughs> Definitely the, not the hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> the king of the death match, Ronnie Garvin, of course. I still haven't watched that match. Which match? The... Ronnie Garvin, Greg Valentine. Yeah. Oh, you're doing yourself a favor. Oh. 
or, or the service. Or... I don't know. Either one. <laughs> it's it depends if you want to like go to sleep real fast or you know if you uh, just want to dog on something. Oh, I've been tired enough lately. <laughs> Brian, you're um you're not really a big fan of hardcore wrestling, are you? I am not. You're not. Why is that? Because man, I'm a traditionalist. I did love ECW. Yeah. I like I I loved ECW. It was my favorite promotion when they were around. But that the Japan stuff just left a bad taste in my mouth, man. Too brutal? Too much. Not too brutal, it's just yeah, I guess, sorry. Too much. It's too much. Okay. You yeah. just you brought up a little while ago they had a the ring and water. Why? Yeah, piranhas. Why? We were watching earlier the the uh, the rocket, the rocket that launched yeah. at the ring. There you go. The rocket's year. supposed to come yep. into the ring, yep. and nothing happens. You have a Bob wire steel cage match, explosion match, and the explosion does nothing. Yeah, it's just it's over the top stupidity. Yeah, it did. Like FMW did. Like the original did get kind of campy sometimes. I, I'll say that. Well, I think the the original explosion match with. Uh... Uh, at Sushi Onita and Terry Funk, it, it, it went well. <laughs> like the explosion was impressive. It looked like somebody dropped a bomb. Yeah. On you know the ring. Um, and how about even... that? Uh, how about that John Moxley match? Well, <laughs> it's but it's things like that when something doesn't go right. Like, why are you gonna put yourself in a position to to fail? Yeah. It's just stupid. That was supposed to be the huge thing. Everyone was waiting for that explosion. Eddie Kingston's ducking for cover. Yeah. And well, you get a you get a freaking sparklers. Yeah, yeah. man. You get a popcorn fart. It's that, it was wasn't good. That was quite the letdown. That was quite the letdown. But, but you were talking about though about but the ring floating in water. I mean that was FMW. There was uh, the wing promotion, and that's the one that had the piranha death match. They had the alligator death match. The coffin of dry ice, <laughs> the bed of hypodermic needles. I I might have to check this out. This sounds quite amusing. How stupid is that, though? Like that's the appeal. It's dumb. Yeah, but can you you're gonna sit there and like actually watch it and enjoy it? I'm gonna enjoy a guy going through hypodermic needles. I guess I can sort of compare it to people loving horror movies. You know, you love the the guts, the gore, the the violence. You know, for I don't know, for some people that really gets them going, you know? And that's how I kind of look at hardcore wrestling. It's the horror of pro wrestling. Maybe I'm just partial to American wrestling. It could be. But there's a lot of there's a lot of American hardcore promotions. CZW. I don't watch that shit. Um, like, I don't watch CZW. I don't watch XPW. WA Mid-South, XPW. I don't watch that stuff, man. Like, ECW was as far as I, I went in... But they didn't have the freaking coffin matches and the stupid shit. Like Terry Funk in Cactus Jack in Japan, that was insane. Yeah, yeah. King but of the Death maybe Match Maybe two American wrestlers. That's why I liked it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Familiarity, maybe. Like I'm okay. not familiar with the Japanese wrestlers. You know, uh, or am I? Bad Boy Hido. No. No. Recently departed. Bad Boy Hido. Bad Boy. <laughs> Bad Boy Hido. Yeah. No, yeah. what made him so bad? Why was he a bad boy? Bad boy. He hit people barbed wire bats and yeah. you know, sliced them up. Did the promoter put him over his knee at the end of the show because he was a bad boy and spank him? Uh, I have not seen that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> I couldn't get to that episode of Dark well, Side let's, of the Ring. Let's hear it. I let's couldn't. Hear, I want to hear all about your Dude, thoughts of the FMW episode I think of Dark I've gone through this already on, on one of these podcasts. It just So you're sitting there and you're watching subtitles. You're watching these guys who can't speak English. 
and they're talking about these stupid death matches that make no sense. Wrestling is is supposed to be psychology. Wrestling is supposed to be pure. It's supposed to be two guys going in there and just grappling, having a good match, and that not you know grappling. It's 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 a grappling contest. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Not to sound you know, but it's two dudes that two dudes with attitudes. No, just like attitudes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, I'm trying to use my words, and I just... That's all right. The right that's words right. can't I just, come out. I just wanted to get to the bottom of your It's a dance. Hatred. It's a dance, all right? Okay. Like, you go in there, you have your spots, you execute your spots properly. You shouldn't have to ha- use weapons to get over or get a rise out of people. Okay. All right? You should be able to do that naturally in a, a dance, a wrestling match. Go in there, and you get the rise out of people that way. So how do you... What are your views, then, on, say, like, cruiserweight matches? How would how did those compare to say the normal wrestling match? Cruiserweight matches were great because you're, you're fine with cruiserweight. I am matches. because okay. they added an element that the heavyweights couldn't add. So mm-hmm. you throw in a good cruiserweight match in the beginning of the show, you get the fans hyped up. Mm-hmm. They're ready for the for the show. They're not out going out there and you know flipping on chairs and you know doing three sixty planches and suicidas onto tables, you know what I mean? So it it's, could be. It's the violence. It's the over-the-top violence. It's too over-the-top, man. Okay. Alright, so see, we got to the bottom of that. Now... That was a very civil discussion. It was. It was. So now I know why Brian does not prefer hardcore wrestling. But I did like ECW. Yeah, that's well, pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. That's brilliant. But they, they, could add, they could add everything, though. Like, they had the Malenko's and Mysterio, psychosis, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Isn't that kind of what AEW is trying to do now? Just try to have like every type of style represented? Yeah, I guess. And man, uh, I'll tell you what, AEW's actually doing, not doing better in the ratings or anything like that, but they're a better promotion, in my view, than WWE is right now. Absolutely. Much more exciting. Yeah, That's I'm for sure. The only current one I'm watching, honestly. Yeah. I know we told you that before the show, but like, oh, yeah, yeah I actually, currently, currently, you're watching SmackDown right now. Well, yeah, yes. in the background. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it though. <laughs> the difference is watching something and enjoying it. Acknowledge, acknowledge <laughs> your tribal chief, Hunter. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? Next, we have the four from Danny Love: Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and Necro Butcher. Wow. So the Necro Butcher gets a vote on here. You have. You familiar with the Necro Butcher, Brian? Sure. Sure? Of course, yes. He's that hillbilly that, that wrestles in uh, in short, in the jean shorts and yes. barefoot. Yes. And, with a big beard. Yes, he's got the big pot leaf tattoo on his shoulder. Yeah, that makes him hardcore right he's there. Hardcore. He smokes weed. He's hardcore. He was also head. in the wrestler, in the hardcore well, scene. Yes, he was in the wrestler. Yeah. yeah Ernest Miller. Somebody call his mama. Well, he wasn't in the same scene as Ernest Miller. I hope Ernest Miller heard him and called his mama. <laughs> oh, his mama called him. <laughs> But yes, the Necro Butcher, he's, he's been in some very brutal, violent moments, violent matches. I mean, CZW, jeez, he's, he's had some crazy wars there. IWA Mid-South. Remember that match he had with Samoa Joe, where Samoa Joe just, like, suplexes him on his head? Yes, yeah. I do. In yeah. the crowd. <laughs> that was that Samoan death match from, uh, from RWA Renegade um, <laughs> down in Iowa. It was, that was a great match. What are you doing? Yeah, I remember that match. No. Yes. I I, I think he's just making up new wrestling. I I am not. (laughs) 
honestly, like Necro Butcher, whatever. But my, mm-hmm. I, and you know, my list will be revealed in due time, but mm-hmm. my criteria for putting someone on the Mount Rushmore of something is that they have to be iconic. You know, they have to be, you know, so like well known to the point that, you know, they're representative of their thing. Like, Mick Foley, people think of Mick Foley when they think of hardcore wrestling. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily think of Necro Butcher, maybe some people, but mm-hmm. not as many people as Mick Foley. Sure. Okay. Alright, that's a fair assessment there. And of course, you know, Mick Foley, Terry Funk again. That's going to be a theme. Sarah, who's next? Polish's votes for Terry Funk, Bruiser Brody, Abdullah the Butcher, and Cactus Jack. Alright, so now we're getting to more of the pioneers here. Yeah. Let's start with Bruiser Brody. That, that, we were talking earlier, rough, rugged, violent, brutal. That was a feral man. <laughs> well, Bruiser Brody, he, uh, he is one of the, uh, adventures of hardcore, I would say. Or at least bringing it, uh, to prominence. He's a very feared man. Very scary man. Yeah, I mean, what about Abdullah the Butcher? Uh, Abdullah the Butcher on here, too. He is. 60s and 70s, he got started. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he began with using just sharp objects, like a wooden stake or a fork. Yeah. Start jamming them in people's heads. But think about how outlandish it got after that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right, so the guys like Abdullah and Budinah, Bruiser Brody, like, they went out there and they, they were hardcore, but they're like, to a to a degree, like to a limit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, because not many people were doing that. I, I mean, mean, they were they were some of the originals, and then I mean, they had they did feud uh, Brody and Abdul the Butcher. I mean, they they feuded in the states, they feuded in Puerto Rico. They had that cage match that we talked about in the last episode. That's correct, and from world class. But, but that's see, you can have a cage match and make it like hardcore mm-hmm. without all the other nonsense, without the glass and. You know, dipping your fists into glass, and I think Ian Rotten, the, the Bad Breed, did that. Bad, yeah, Axel and Ian Rotten, yeah. But that was cool because it was ECW. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> they get a pass. Yeah, ECW could have done anything. Yeah, basically it's... the way I see it is like if you're gonna be over the top, you can't be a little over the top. You have to be completely over the top. You know, like. Like a piranha death match, yeah, mm. that's over the top. But like, it's stupid. Yeah, you know, piranhas stu- don't even eat humans. Well, they don't no like way. that. They're, they're like the size of like your hand. Well, I no, like if you put your hand in a piranha tank, they won't go after you. I saw a YouTube video. It's on the internet, so it has to be true. Look at it. <laughs> Google it. I'm telling you, don't do it now. But I'm, I'm, like, whenever someone has a chance, if the guy put his hand in a piranha tank and the piranha did nothing, it was swam around it. They put his bloody head in the tank. We saw a video of a a dude who got his butt bit by a baboon. Oh, yeah, we did. He said, did you see that baboon? He bit my bum. The kid from Boy Meets World? No. 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 But, like, as I was saying, like, like, Piranha Deathmatch, like, that's not enough if you want to, like, be over the top. You need to have, like, piranhas, and you have, like, mummies, the yeti, zombies, (laughs) maybe, like... Helicopters. Helicopters. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Grinch. <laughs> go big or go home. You can't be a little over the top. Okay. That's why I think. That's what I think. 
hurts some people's like appeal for hardcore wrestling is that a lot of it is over the top but like it's in that uncanny valley of like it's a little over the top like anymore and you get comedic gold you know that's what they should be striving for gotcha you know I mean I you know people love like slasher flicks and like horror like you said and you know that's all fine and dandy but like I mean I have a sense of humor I think you know if you're gonna be campy go full in be as goofy as you can alright and well, I don't really think I've ever seen wrestling like that just comedy wrestling there was Chikara mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was DDT and you know that's funny but it's not like that over the top funny of like we're gonna have two dudes wrestle in a helicopter and the other wins when he pushes the other into an ocean of sharks and mm-hmm. also the Grinch is there you know, like, that's funny. If we're going to compare, you know, hardcore wrestling to a good slasher flick, then I guess I'm guilty as charged for liking a good uh, love story because <laughs> I like wrestling. <laughs> nice, traditional wrestling. And I do, too. But, like, I don't know. I think uh, funny... Wrestling can be funny. I yeah. Funny how, Hunter? <laughs> um, how is wrestling so funny? I've seen some funny stuff in wrestling, like uh, on an, an AEW Dynamite when the guy said, "I like turtles." Remember that Darby Allen? Darby Allen. That was great. I'm, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like I'm joking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's oh, keep boy. moving on here. Sarah, who's next? The next submission is from Extreme Dragon, Terry Funk, Sabu, Cactus Jack, and Atsushi Onida. Alright, so, Atsushi Onida, right there. The founder of FMW, the inventor of the exploding ring deathmatch. Pioneer of hardcore, really, in Japan. You know, he was there in Memphis, too. He he learned the style in Memphis, brought it over to Japan. Still going at it today. Running FMW-E. And the E is for explosion. You forgot to mention his feud with Hayabusa, the original Sheik. Yeah. That's that's correct. That's correct. Tarzan Goto. Tarzan Goto. Yep, that's correct. Iconic matches, Ian. What is wrong Speaking with you? Speaking of Tarzan Goto, what about the... We did just mention Sabu. Sabu's in this match. Uh, the original fire death match in FMW. It was the Sheik and Sabu. Yeah, it was Tarzan Goto. Was that the ring just engulfed in flames? Just because went up. It, it, it was just a bad idea. It was like, you know, it was like someone poured just a five-gallon tank of gasoline in the ring and it just went up in flames and those guys were lucky to get get out alive. That's true. Back in 1989 from the uh, old Tokyo Dome, Egg Dome, out there in Osaka, Japan. quite, but close. Yeah, it was good. I remember it. I remember. Remember. Full use of Google. (laughs) And Sabu, of course, you know, the person responsible for bringing tables to the United States. Who? Sabu. I thought Home Depot was responsible for that. Well, yeah, okay, okay, yes, there are many table factories around the country, around the world for that matter, um, but for bringing tables into wrestling matches, actually the first time I remember a table being used at a wrestling match was Randy Savage, 1984. Pile drives Ricky Morton through a table at ringside in Memphis. Poor Ricky Morton. Yep. And, uh, and then, of course, we remember uh, Terry Funk pile-driving Ric Flair mm-hmm. after Flair's match with Ricky Steamboat. But the over, 
or excessive use of tables. We can blame Sabu for that. And he would even put himself through tables just to entertain the fans. There's probably a, there's probably a botch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sabu did have did have his fair share of botches. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? My boy Benny brings us Hayabusa, Terry Funk, Atsushi Onida, and Bruiser Brody. Hayabusa. Hayabusa. We got a mention for Hayabusa here. Um, and why not? And why not? I mean, he did a lot of that hardcore stuff. He was next to Atsushi Onida. Hayabusa was the man, the god of FMW. And after Onida left, it was all about Hayabusa. And he invented his own finisher. The Phoenix Splash? You know it. Yes. Yes, Hayabusa kind of blended that uh, that high-flying athletic style with hardcore wrestling. He was similar uh, in a similar vein as Sabu did. And they even had similar ring gear, too. What about his last match? Oh, so sad. So sad. He goes to do the quebrada off the second rope and... Landed on his neck. Lands on his forehead and breaks his neck. Well, well, you can't really land on your neck, right? So yeah, you, you know, right. backwards. Oh, how about when uh, Sabu dropped Chris Benoit on his neck? No, all the way around. Yeah, Benoit, Benoit dropped, dropped Sabu. Sabu. Yeah, you saw his whole ribs like just. Yeah, ugh, it was gross. And that from that point forward, Chris Benoit was the crippler. Yeah, well, he's crippler, all right. <laughs> he's she. Yeah, he's got a couple other nicknames now too, huh? <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Daryl and Georgia votes for Cactus Jack, Raven, Sabu, and Terry Funk. Ah, so all former ECW alumni here. Uh, Raven. What about uh, Raven? What about Raven? Raven's rules. I Post- like Daryl. I like Daryl's direction. ECW, kept it all ECW. Yep. Cool, awesome. But Raven, no. No? No, man. Like I said, there's so many other guys they can put on there rather than a guy like Raven. Like Cactus Jack, Terry Funk, definitely deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Raven, nah. New Jack? Oh, we'll get to him. New Jack? Oh, I'm sure we will, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm giving you an example of someone who should be there rather than Raven. Not Raven. Even going to WCW and, and signing, quote-unquote, signing his contract on the terms of all my matches will be Raven's rules, which means no rules. Why? Well, just watching AEW for that. <laughs> no, This is 25 years before I AEW. understand. So, Alright, so, yeah, you're going to sign a contract saying, oh, I want to go to WCW, it's going to be Raven's rules. What does that even mean? Who cares? WCW didn't come close to what ECW did for as far true. as hardcore. And what... New Jack what are you won't even. That, they won't even employ New Jack because he's too hardcore. Okay, think yeah, about that. That's true. It's kind of like WWE invented their own tamer style of hardcore. Yeah. For their hardcore title, and then WCW kind of jumped on the bandwagon there. Right. Just smashing one another with goofy weapons. And... Well, see, if it's goofy, then it's less about the violence and more about like, ha ha, he's hitting him with, I don't know, what's something really funny. Uh, an inflatable pool toy, maybe. Nice. You know, I'm just thinking about Norman Smiley when he would wear the uh, all the hockey pads and wrestle around the arena with Ralphus in his corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, now compare Norman Smiley to Sabu. <laughs> you know, it's worlds apart. But yeah. like I said, like Raven, 
do you think of Raven? Is Raven really one of the top four people you think of when you think of hardcore wrestling? Like, well, I think our our list at the end is going to reflect what a uh, majority says here. Well, no way. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? The four from Wrestle War are Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody, Terry Funk, and New Jack. There you go, New Jack, right there. It's a good list. Yeah, I'm. They're all they're all like names that you can relate to hardcore wrestling. When you like when you say hardcore wrestling, you think guys like Abby. Yeah. You think guys like um, Terry Funk and New Jack, Brody. You do like what Sabu. Sabu Sabu. Who was who did I say that wasn't on that list? Was Sabu on his list? No. Oh no. I'm referring to his list specifically. Gotcha. I'm I'm catching up now. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> who do so, you think? Who do you think was scarier, New Jack or Abdul the Butcher? Uh, New Jack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't think twice about shooting you. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably. Do you think he's the scariest wrestler of all time? Maybe. Probably, it's especially like so many instances of his him. Thing: if you can't trust someone you're getting in the ring with, yeah, that's pretty scary. That's a scary situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean. Abdullah the Butcher gave someone hepatitis, right? That's true too. Mm-hmm. A lot of wrestlers. He attacked. Uh, he attacked uh, the morning talk show host with a fork. Oh, nice. The, and the guy didn't know it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the guy said to him, "You know, do you really stab people with that fork?" Oh, that's gonna set you off. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I think Hep C has been passed around by a lot of wrestlers. Probably, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily think Abdullah's scary because of that, considering so many other guys, you know, have unknowingly done that. New Jack, though, like, New Jack was just willing to do anything to himself and to others to put on the most violent match possible. Mm-hmm. If, like, if if it's scary to face him as a wrestler, knowing that it is just a wrestling match, <laughs> then he is the scariest wrestler, you know? Yeah. Jeez, just look at the mash transit incident. Yeah, like <laughs> just the fact that he was like willing to like do that to like a teenager. Yep. Like that's frightening. Yes, it sure is. It sure is. But I actually my first ECW show I went to, New Jack handed me a piece of a shingle. Um, he had used to beat somebody up with. We'll see, he's nice. So that was that was a cool moment. I, the first ECW I went to, he was outside and he was the coolest person you'd ever want to meet. That's that's what everybody seems to he say. Really that knew him. He really yeah. was. Yeah. He took a picture with me and my buddy, like in the middle of both of us. Yeah. Just awesome dude. Yeah. But you still can't trust him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just beating up Gypsy Joe. Yeah, man. Uh, that guy was like eighty-two. Throwing Vic Grimes off the scaffold with the intent of. Killing him. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. Pretty scary. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? Scorpion87 votes for Sicknick Mondo, Atsushi Onida, Terry Funk, and June Kasai. Alright, so some names here you might not be familiar with, Brian. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you do know him, but Sick Nick Mondo? Never heard of him. Oh, Nick Mondo, the guy from the Spirit Squad. From. No. No. Yes. No, no, that's not the same guy. Wasn't his name Nick Mondo? Um, his name was Nick. Nick something, huh? Nicky. Yeah, it was Nicky, but I I can't remember what his last name was. But Sick Nick Mondo was a uh, CZW legend. 
CZW and Legend is a hyperbole. I mean, well, not a hyperbole, an oxymoron. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like some CZW. Yeah, CZW, Sick Nick Mondo, he, uh, he got tossed off of a roof. Like, John Zandig press slammed him and threw him off of a roof into the back of a truck that was filled with tables and glass. I mean, like, a roof, just the word roof doesn't mean anything to me. It could be a one-foot-tall roof. How tall Oh, is no, this was, this was, like, we're talking hell-in-a-cell height. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. And that was a uh, tournament of death. And... The infamous tournament of death. Yes, this was, uh... And it, it ended up ending his career. So, he's he's pretty much like a cult hero for taking an absolutely insane bump. I mean, yeah, having a career-ending injury is pretty hardcore. And even, uh, he took a weed whacker to the stomach as well. So, just want to add that. How in. stupid does that sound? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Uh, how about the crazy monkey, June Kasai? The crazy ah, monkey. The if crazy monkey. Take One of look- my favorites. Yeah? Yeah. Yep, definitely. He looks like a horror movie. Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Yes, the legend. Yes, and he's covered in welts and scars. You betcha. Just, like, he looks like a monster. Like, I saw this guy, I I went to, I've been to one CZW show in my life in New Jersey, and he was in the main event uh, against Masada, and it was glass, barbed wire, tables, baseball bats, just brutal, brutal stuff, but this... Junkasai just was that WrestleCon 2013? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. See? Yes, it was. Yes, I was at that show. No, you weren't. I was. No, you weren't, dude. He went face first through like razor blades and stuff. <laughs> he was. It was a crazy match. Not a single razor blade in that match. Yeah, of course, there was. <laughs> this dude there was hundreds look... of them. He looks a little fucked up, but like, I mean them a lot. Type in Junkasai scars. His I... whole torso and back and. Arms. He's covered. He his whole body looks like uh, Abdul the Butcher's forehead. Yeah, we didn't mention that Abdul the Butcher's forehead. Those those deep divots in his forehead from cutting himself all these years. McFoley said that he could fit poker chips in those. No, wonderful. In those, that yeah. sounds lovely. Yeah, and even Bruiser Brody, he had a idiots. Very very scarred up forehead. But Dusty Rhodes had a scarred up forehead too. I I just reason. googled. June Kasai scars. Yep. And apparently he's the lead singer of a scar band. <laughs> a scar band? Ska. Ska, yeah. yeah. Oh, ska. Ska band, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, see, I, I'm learning something new every day. He's, he's Japanese ska band. I did June not know Kasai this. Kasai. Wow. Is the, the name of the band is the Crazy Monkey Junkies. Well, that makes sense, because he is the Crazy Monkey. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nuts. Good for him. Good for him. That's all bullshit. <laughs> Come on, you just made that up? I made it up. Oh, well, that was pretty convincing. Well, I don't want people like to Google it and be like, <laughs> I was, just, yeah, I was just about to look it up. <laughs> Even he's going to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he has to look it up just in case he doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah, he's, I know I've taken a lot of shots to the head with chairs, but uh, I don't remember being in a ska band. <laughs> all right, Sarah, who do we have next? Suplex Sam submitted these four. Nick Gage... Tommy Dreamer, New Jack, and Terry Funk. Nick Gage. Big fan of him, Brian? No. No. Did you like his Dark Side of the Ring? 
it was at more entertainment than the FMW one. I didn't mind it. <laughs> like, well, I, I could understand what they were saying. Yeah. You know. But if you're going to put Nick Gage in there, then I would put uh, Zack Ryder because Zack Ryder beat Nick Gage for the title. <laughs> so that in turn well, must make Zack Ryder the most hardcore wrestler in, uh, what's that promotion's name? Uh, GCW. GCW. Game Changer Wrestling. Oh. Really on the rise now. Oh, it's a game changer, all right. <laughs> um, Nick Mondo died during a match. What? Died during a death match and was revived. Oh. Well, there it is. That's it. pretty extreme, I'd say. That's, dying is hardcore. Well, yeah. he's got to be on there. He's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of death matches. Because he actually died he, in the match. He and... died during a death match. But is it yeah. death match or hardcore wrestlers? Mm. Mm. Or is it extreme wrestlers? Whatever. Is it is the label death match? If it's labeled death match, he's got to be on there automatically because he has died during a death match. Mm. I mean, death match wrestling is a shub. Shub? Sub-genre of hardcore wrestling, I would argue. Okay. I didn't think the Spirit Squad was like that. That's crazy. <laughs> Nikki! <laughs> and yes, we've got another vote for the hardcore legend. Terry Fogg. My Lance! Sarah, who do we have next? Dragon Rana's Mount Rushmore is Mitsuhara Matsunaga Atsushi Onida Jun Kasai and Hayabusa. Okay, so Mitsuhara Matsunaga, that's your buddy there, Brian. That's the one yeah, man. in the Piranha death matches. He even he got his head lit on fire one time. <laughs> what else he did? He's deathmatch icon. Yes, he for, is. For he, FMW and BJW yep. and Wing and uh, you know all those crazy promotions out there in Japan. He even rest for CZW. Yes, he did. He's even got his own steakhouse. Oh, what you is it? What? He's had his own steakhouse for years in Japan. It's not Ribera. It's not Ribera, no. Well, then the steakhouse, steakhouse can go to hell. <laughs> I'm sure it? he has a Ribera jacket. Well, I'm sure he does. What's his steakhouse name? That I don't know what the name. I don't know what the name of it is. Well, do you have it? Must be really good. <laughs> how, Brian? How can you type these wrestlers' names so fast to Google them? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just know all this off the top. Of I your know head? all this, man. Maybe I'm tricking you guys. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I feel maybe like I that... really do love death matches. You, maybe you're gonna be really surprised at my list at the end. I know. Yeah, maybe I'm. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm being worked on, as they say in the wrestling business. But <laughs> no, not worked on. Just worked. <laughs> what are you a car? <laughs> hey, Carney, but... maybe. <laughs> Dragon Rana's list. I'm noticing here all Japanese. Uh, maybe Dragon Rana is Japanese. Could be. Could be. Well, let's find out who's on our next list, Sarah. Ninja Pharaoh votes for Nick Gage, Hayabusa, Atsushi Onida, and Sabu. Pretty good list there. Pretty good list there from Ninja Pharaoh. Another vote for Nick Gage, Hayabusa, Onida, and Sabu. Sabu, who just announced his retirement. You know, I didn't... uh... I didn't know Sabu could speak English at all. Oh, you never seen any of his... Up until, like, a few years. Like, no. I, now I do. Yeah. But, like, when I was in... When he was in ECW... Yeah. I didn't know that he could, like, actually speak English. You didn't know that he was from Michigan? No, I didn't. Yep. I had no Michigan. idea. I thought he was from Egypt. By way or, uh, of Armenia? Or, 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 Armenia? I don't think... I, you mean Armenia? Arm, why? What did I say? Armenia? Oh, okay. Uh, you, Al- Albania? No. Armenia? Armenia. Uh, like the system of a down country. Sure. Yeah. 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 
Sabu is Armenian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Michiganese. Sure. All right. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> no, he's that? a wrestler. Yeah, so these are these are really big deathmatch icons here. Nick Gage, Hayabusa, Onita, Sabu. We've uh, we've heard about them before. Sarah's next. Next up is Mikey from the Streets with Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Bruiser Brody, and Abdullah the Butcher. Again, the pioneers here. Foley, Funk, Brody, and the Butcher. Let's just keep uh, rolling on here, Sarah. Who's yeah. next? The next four come to us from Vinny Violence, Terry Funk, Bruiser Brody, Atsushi Onita, and the original Sheik. Mm. Alright, so the original Sheik, the uncle of Sabu, another pioneer of hardcore wrestling. He uh, he was famous for jabbing people with sharp objects, and he was the inventor of the fireball. That won the fireball of people. How does that fireball work? Uh, it's, it's this special material called flash paper. It's magic, Brian. Magic. Right. Magicians use, use it a lot. So I take it uh, Hulk Hogan's not a magician. Hulk Hogan needs to work on his magic skills. That is <laughs> yep. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Now, the Ultimate Warrior, now he's like an illusionist because he was appearing in mirrors and shit. Yep. So I yep, think... That's he, true, too. Uh, maybe he was a magician. I am the Ultimate Magician, and you can see me at the MGM Grand. In Vegas. Well, not anymore, but, you know. He could have, they could have. I mean, just... Unless I mean, he was a hologram. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, just get another magician to bring him back. Okay, that would be magical. So, Hulk Hogan needs to practice for a little while to make that happen. I heard Hulk Hogan's not doing too good. I heard uh, his health is declining. I thought Brooks said he was doing fine. I just thought he was having an off day. I don't know. I heard this on uh, the new Ric Flair pro- podcast. He said Hulk Hogan is going through some health problems Are right gonna now. Are you going to trust Ric Flair now? Well, I don't know. Sarah, who's next? Mike the Wolverine votes for Sandman, Terry Funk, Mick Foley, and Tommy Dreamer. It's a very ECW-centric list there. Yeah. Sounds like this Wolverine is ECW-adjacent. <laughs> I don't like the Sandman pick. You don't like Sandman? No, I, I like the Sandman. You know, I, as a word, it wasn't even a good word, but I did like watching him. I thought he was entertaining, but I don't think he's uh, he belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. He said that he wrestled better when he was drunk. Well, yeah, no shit. You're not feeling any pain. <laughs> it's like the Family Guy episode from like early Family Guy where Peter Griffin gets drunk and knows how to play the piano. Oh, yes. yes. That's how Sandman thinks he is with when he wrestles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be it. I do a better podcast when I'm drunk. <laughs> I know. Start drinking. No. Let's go! <laughs> Sarah, who's next? My boy Bobby votes for Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Abdul the Butcher, and Sabu. Familiar name, Sarah. Why don't you just read the next one, Pretty too? straightforward. Jordan in Tennessee adds votes for Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Sabu. So you're still not sold on Tommy Dreamer, huh? Not really, no. No? Nah, man. It's... It's too many. Too many better ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright, well, we do have one list left. Wow. Yeah. So who is it from, Sarah? Our last submission is from Dungeon of Death with the original Sheik... 
Abdullah the Butcher, Terry Funk, and Bruiser Brody. And that's that's a pretty good one to leave off on because yeah. those are that's the know, crash course on hardcore wrestling. That, yeah, those those are four very famous and influential names in hardcore wrestling. So Brian, I gotta know who's on your Mount Rushmore of hardcore wrestling. All right, you ready for this? Yes. Buckle up. Shoji Nakamaki. Ah, yes, yes. All right. Yes. Kokotenchi. <laughs> yeah. Blow your mind, Ian. All right. Don't act like you don't know who that is. <laughs> no. All right. You want to really want to know? <laughs> I'm waiting for Mr. Broco. <laughs> he was going to be next, but I'll be serious for a moment. Okay. It's going to be New Jack. Yep. Funk. Cactus Jack. And Sabu. Yeah, good picks. Good Just... picks. I gotta go. Funk. Cactus. You gotta have Onita in there. And Brody. Why? Why Onita? Because he founded FMW. Yeah. Be- yeah, because he took hardcore wrestling to the next level. Yeah, the weird level. No, I don't. I'm not even gonna say the weird level because yeah, he did, but. I think at the same time, I mean, he's he was responsible yeah. for the no rope barbed wire matches. He was responsible for the explosion matches, the the wild fights in the crowd. I mean, garbage. That's the, I, I credit Onita for all that. I mean, he is on my list too. My list, you know, Mick Foley, Gary Funk, Sabu, and Asuchi Onita. You know? Okay. All right. Well, those are our lists. But now, Sarah, we need to hear. Who made the Mount Rushmore and who got more than one vote? This episode's Mount Rushmore of Hardcore Wrestlers is with 15 votes, Terry Funk, with nine, Cactus Jack, and tied with six each, Atsushi Onita and Bruiser Brody. There you go. Following our Mount Rushmore with five votes each, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and Abdullah the Butcher, with three, Hayabusa, and with two, New Jack, Nick Cage, and Sandman, and the original Sheik. Yeah. All right. Funk, Foley, Onita, and Brody. That was my list. <laughs> you win the night. That Yay, was my list. Yeah. Podcast champion. <laughs> we should have belt. <laughs> a belt. A podcast belt. I'm yeah. going to get you the crown. Birkin crown. The, <laughs> the podcast championship. <laughs> oh, boy. So, are, are you happy? Are you happy with that list, Brian? I'm not, I don't hate it, except for... Uh, Anita, yeah. but uh, you uh, you need a what? I I need I need a new list because <laughs> he should not be on there. Well, maybe maybe next episode you'll uh, you'll be a little more excited about it because this was actually an idea of yours. What is it? Next episode is the Mount Rushmore of wrestling action figure lines. Oh, nice. Oh, I can do that. Yes, like so what do you think are the four greatest wrestling action figure lines? We've had so many of them throughout the years. But should it be wrestling figure lines or just like wrestling figures? You see, I figured wrestling figures would be tough. Uh, yeah, exactly. You I figured more... if, we at least, if, if we at least did the lines, we could I agree. find out, okay, you know, these are the, the four major uh, lines that people like to collect then we could branch off and say, okay, the Mount Rushmore of Hasbro's or the Mount Rushmore of LJN's. Mm-hmm, I see. But is there enough lines out there to 
to select from? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Are. Think about it. They, man, they've been they've been pumping out wrestling figures now for almost 40 years. I understand, but, I mean, you have the Hasbros, the LJNs, the Galoobs, the Mattels, the Jacks, Bone Crushers. San Francisco Toy Makers. The, the WCW and ECW. The what? You even get the heels and faces retro figures now. You have the, the WWE where? retro line. From Mattel, though. What? Everything's Mattel, aren't they? No, no. They have the, the new Zombie Sailor ones, the heels versus faces retro Oh, that figures. guy counts? Sure. Oh. Zombie, the, is, Zombie the Sa- is Zombie Sailor the name of the manufacturer? Yes, that's like the... The, the, the company? The company and the guy putting it out, he goes by the name Zombie Sailor on, like... Social media. But how many people are going to know that if they can't buy it at Target or something? Well, it's online only. You just got to pretend. Or, you know, the best action figure line of all, just use your damn imagination. You could. You could. Um, Alright, well, this episode has really gone off the rails here. Um, where do we go from here? <laughs> I had a I had a really weird wrestling related dream yesterday. Yeah, let's hear it. Like it was, I was in like the late hours of the morning. I I had a dream that I was gonna be on an episode of Being the Elite. Oh, okay. And and guys from the Elite and the Dark Order were there. We were gonna have a sleepover. Oh, but I they were like, let's get it started because it was just after like a class, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I can't do it yet. I have therapy today. Oh. And so I was walking around this, like, school, like a, like a campus, and I was lost. I was really, really lost. And then out in the distance, I hear my dad shouting my name. That woke me up. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was late for my real-life class. Turns out... It was like two and a half hours before I was before I needed to wake up. Oh, good. I, I so I was like, "What the hell?" I went back to bed. Within literal seconds, I was having another dream. I was buying Beyblades. Well, oh, wow! And then I woke up at the regular time. At what point did you find five dollars? What? Never mind. If you would like to vote on our next topic or support us or say hi to us or anything for that matter you can find us on Instagram square.circle.history you can find us on YouTube Squared Circle History I think we still have a Facebook page too Pro Wrestling Rushmore (laughs) I really don't go on Facebook anymore but it's out there it is out there Um, so for Brian alright good night guys for Hunter uh yup Good night. For Sarah. Till next time. For Pat. Bye. And for Ian from Square Circle History. <laughs>